God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And I'm joined by Leonora Cravota. Good Hello, morning, Leonora. Scott. <laughs> good morning. So uh, good to have you back. Absolutely. So, so much, so much has happened in the week. Yes, yes. And our hearts go out to the people in Florida that are going through Ian. And uh, we hope that the recovery efforts happen quickly and the devastation to the extent that it can be, is minimized. Yeah, well, today, you know, my dad and Joanna are in Myrtle Beach area. They're in the uh, eye of Myrtle's the storm, Inlet. too. Yeah, my goodness. Yeah, that, I was looking at the uh, weather, and um, they have, uh, I think that's like the area where it was the most flooding is going to occur. Yeah, I spoke to and, somebody yesterday who's in Columbia, South Carolina, and she said, yeah, we're hunkering down now. So, mm, mm, mm. Man, these storms. But you know what? Leave it to Joe Biden to, uh, to to cite climate change, you know, and politicize this. You know, Tucker uh, opened his show up yesterday and he was talking about that. And, you know, it's kind of interesting, um, you know, where if, if there's a uh, some sort of gun violence, uh, particularly if it's uh, if it's, uh, you know, of a certain persuasion of some sort, uh, then it's. Uh, then it's uh we need to ban guns and if it there's a hurricane now every time there's a hurricane you got some moron like Don Lamont comes on and tries to sell you on this whole climate thing but if you look at the cyclical patterns and if you look at the number of hurricanes and if you look at the strength that nothing's really changed there 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 were stronger storms uh in Florida in 1935 was the worst one. Yeah. Uh, was there climate change going on in 1935? The, the, the Labor Day one. And yeah. then there was the one in the 80s and 90s, uh, early millennium. So these things happen, but we're at the, um, we're sort of like in a period, a cyclical period where things are getting warmer. Although New Zealand, for example, uh, no, Greenland, Greenland, yeah. Greenland, Greenland. I got New Zealand for another thing. Uh, 
We're gonna. You got New Zealand on the brain. Yeah, well, because we're just in the Dern, we're gonna play a clip from her from the UN, where she wants to ban. Uh, she wants to censor. Uh, she wants global censorship. She thinks that freedom of speech is is as an act of terror. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she's she's like, trust us, trust us with every. We're your source of truth. Um, but uh, in any case. You know, in Greenland, they had um, they have more ice caps now. Yeah. So go figure. And then, you know, we've been hearing so much about these scientists coming out and saying it's cyclical. It's it's very has very little to do with CO2. uh, The um, the, the, you know, any kind of warming. It has to do with uh, earth rotations and things like that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we know that the globalists lie through their teeth you know we're starting to hear more and more about how rich anthony fauci got how rich did he get right he's worth 12.6 million dollars now which went up five million dollars in the last uh couple of years wonder why that happened i think they call them royalties yeah well you know in in corporate america they used to call it a kickback yeah now they call it royalties and I think he's, you know, that's just what they know about. So he's getting rich quick. And if he made $1, that's a travesty, off of a, a gain-of-function mal- malpractice that mm-hmm. he himself was responsible for. Peter Danziak, for example, and Echo Health Alliance um, were complaining that they weren't getting enough funding. So they were doing some volunteer work on it. And the gain of function, you know, we just we uh, played a clip earlier this week where the guy was basically saying, you know, it's a lot it takes a lot of hubris to think that you can play God with, um, you know, basically putting uh, gain of function into a uh, bacterial or an infection or a virus and somehow thinking that you can calculate mm-hmm. how this thing is going to metamorphosize. In the in, in a global on a global scale with billions of people, like where do you get off in thinking that you could even figure that out? And of course, they never really do. They're not that smart, but they have this godlike feeling about themselves that basically uh, they think they're the smartest people in the room. And that's typically one of the things you can always tell about a liberals. They think they're smarter than everybody else. And they're not. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, you take this doctor, for example. So it's kind of it's kind of uh, interesting. But the uh, AOC, AOC, basically, uh, she was uh, talking about all the different hoaxes and all the different things that were going on. And she was complaining that, you know, the same people that, uh, huh, and I don't have the AOC clip. Let's see. Uh, I'll get it. Um, oh, right here. Okay, let's take a listen to this AOC clip. It's kind of funny. And uh, and then I'm going to play this Andrew Clyburn. Uh, um, I'm going to play this congressman asking a doctor whether or not, uh, it's a real doctor, liberal doctor, whether or not men can have babies. And where do you see the answer? Um, 
All right, so we're going to get, get it all queued up here. Here we go. Is that the same folks who tell, who tell us and told us that COVID, COVID's just a flu, that climate change isn't real, that January 6th was nothing but a tourist visit, are the same, are now trying to tell us that transgender people are not real. And um, I would say that their claim uh, is probably just as legitimate as all their others, which is to say, not very much at all. Uh That's about the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Nobody has said transgender people aren't real. Of course they're real. Hence, they're people, right? They're, I mean, they're people. <laughs> she already called them pe- transgender people. Okay, yeah, they're people. They are real. Although they have seemed to have multiplied exponentially in the last five years. Seem, seem is the operative Well, that's there. my point in yeah, saying see, that. The word seem is doing a lot of work in that sentence. Uh, you, you, know, you heard about it occasionally. It was a little bit of a fringe thing, particularly on certain coasts. But now suddenly every other person is transgender. Uh, well, something's how, happened overnight. How do you square this? So Andrew Clyde can... Biological men become pregnant and give birth. Plant Parenthood Dr. Bhavik Kumar. <laughs> men can have pregnancies, especially trans men. <laughs> where did he learn that? What what medical school did he go to yeah. where they, they were teaching that? Because I think that they need to get their licenses revoked. Dr. Kumar, can biological men become pregnant and give birth? Um, so... Men can have pregnancies, especially trans men. Dr. Kumar. Can- so uh, I'm still a- I'm still trying to figure that out. You know, there was a movie. How in do the you le- have a debate with that? Though? Yeah, there was a movie in the late 70s featuring Billy Crystal. And this was before he became super famous called Rabbit Test, which was about a man getting pregnant. And, you know, and I think back to when that came out in the late 70s. And now you see people talking about this like it's not a fantasy like it's a real thing that could actually come to fruition and the and the even more distorted part of that idea is that there are people that will figure out a way to make it come to fruition they will find a way to manufacture a baby coming out of a man and to what end to what end are you trying to do that you're trying to distort nature you're trying to distort the normal way in which people have children and this is this isn't even um, you know this isn't even uh, you know a surrogacy thing. This is going way 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 beyond that. This is just craziness. Well, you do know there's going to be a there's going to be a story one day of some dude somehow planting a womb inside his body to get pregnant, uh, right? Yeah, and then good. and then have it aborted yeah. and be the first man. To have an abortion. I, 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 again, not to go all too far <laughs> I was off like, on Why this. would you pay to get it put into your stomach? Not to get... Th- and then pay to get it removed. Not to Just- get go too far off on this implausible idea. But at the end of the day, I think you still require um, a female to deliver the baby, no matter where it gets... <laughs> no matter where that seed gets planted. It's so confusing. And it's so ridiculous that we even have to have this conversation. But this is part of a larger plot. This all this stuff. It's a- it's all part of how you groom and how you condition and how you create chaos, and you create a, basically an alternative universe, an alternative set of norms. And we had a KG. We had this uh, recording from the eighties, mm-hmm. and it was this KGB guy, and he was talking about the four stages of, you know, how how people can take over, 
a society. Mm-hmm. And this is part of it. I think that, you know, the thing is, is that what normal people are dealing with is they're dealing with a science, social experiment. They're dealing with a scientific um, attack. And they're just going about their lives. They're not even knowing that they're in some sort of a war or fight. And they're just going about their daily lives, not realizing that they got, they're having a, th- a playbook thrown at them yeah. from an, like an epic proportion where you have corporate media. And that's what it's called now. It's not called mainstream media. It's not called that. It's called corporate media because corporate the media is financed by corporations. Of course it is. And who are pushing a globalist agenda. Exactly. And you know what? I think about this. If you work for a large corporation right now, you have you're you're being pressured internally to accept these doctrines. I worked for a large bank a number of years ago and I remember every year you'd have the uh United Negro College uh, Fund campaign, and you'd have other types of campaigns where everybody was kind of, you know, I I don't like to use the word pressured, but you were encouraged to contribute to these uh, campaigns because it made the organization look better. One could get behind a college fund, but to now be pushing people to get behind um, an agenda that is a complete reversal on its head of Judeo-Christian values and what's considered... Um, a, a normal course of sexuality, okay, and that's that's what it comes down to. And to to be presenting this as the norm, as if it's a menu, you can pick this no, one or that slap, one. It's, it, it, it's not right. It's a slap across the face to Judeo Christian values. Number one, and number two, you know, during COVID, they were cracking down on um, on church gatherings, but they were not. Cracking down on uh, on uh, Antifa and Black Lives Matter um, rallies uh, of destruction. Yeah, suddenly social distancing disappeared when you were talking about these uh, manifestations. Whereas, if you wanted to go to church or go to synagogue, you were told uh, you, you were putting everybody else at risk, but and it was a super those things spreader. are changing because you know that horrible crime that happened in New York, where yeah. this fire uh, this fire department uh, EMT got stabbed 20 times. I saw this video. It was the most horrendous thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Um, it is unreal. This woman was six months away from retirement. She was 61 years old. Broad daylight. And this madman, because of these Soros DAs that are soft on crime, Yeah. these people were out in the streets stabbing and murdering people. Um People are starting to put crime up at the top of the list. And, you know, the Democrats always hide what they're selling. They're always hiding it. Yeah. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about abortion today and what they're hiding. Yeah. And why they, you know, they won't come clean with their positions because they're not only are they ashamed, they know for example, they know for a fact that what they espouse is is not a representation of people uh, of the mm-hmm. people they serve mm-hmm. and they're supposed to be representatives of the people and they have to lie to to actually get that job to represent them you take fetterman no one no one advocates what fetterman is doing in pa yeah um but somehow you know he's the, the, with the fake polls, I, I think that they got him ahead, you know, of uh, Dr. Oz. The same thing. No, no one's advocating in Georgia what Warnock is talking about. And again, but we've Herschel talked Walker, about this before. 
Her, every single Georgian I know loves the Georgia Bulldogs. They root for them. They pull for them. And there's only one, her, uh, you know, Georgia Bulldog that I know of uh, that's, uh, you know, been with us for decades and decades, and that's Herschel Walker. Yeah. You know, I mean, so the fact that the, the races could even be close tells yeah. me that things are rigged. I mean, when you have a vice president of the United States or a president of the United States acting so moronically. Let's just take a little sample of what just happened in the last 48 hours. Let's take a listen to Kamala Harris. Uh, watch what she says about, you know, the United States shares a very important relationship, which is an alliance with the Republic of North North Korea. Really? <laughs> You're going to make these kinds of mistakes and you have your finger on the red button? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's absolutely absurd. So the United States shares a very important relationship, which is an alliance with the Republic of North Korea. And it is an alliance that is strong and enduring. Okay. All right. Let, let me ask a, most, a very fundamental question. Doesn't she at least have a teleprompter? I mean, I, seriously. I mean, no, how can you... the problem is that I think she probably didn't have one there. But, but see, they're just saying words. See, the thing is, is if you... Like, if you care about what you're saying, if you truly care about what you're saying, but if you're just reading the words that are handed to you over and over again, like on a script, you just say the words that come to mind, like, oh, I'm, I'm near North Korea right now. And you just say it. Well, and that's probably why thinking. she made the mistake. But still, it's inexcusable. Yeah, but and, she's not even thinking about the words she's that, saying. She's just saying the words. She's just saying the words. But here you are. Like, here's the thing. Here you are. You've met with people from South Korea. You got to have that top uh, top of mind. Yes, we get that you're in the demilitarized zone and all of that. So maybe that's getting into your brain. But you are the vice president of the United States. You know that we that North Korea is our enemy. Okay, come on. You know, no. You know, you got you got to know what you're saying when you speak. And if God forbid. <laughs> You accidentally start misspeaking. Catch yourself. Correct I know. yourself. I, I mean, know. absolutely. Don't let it go viral. Yeah. Well, let, let's take a listen to Joe Biden. He had another gaff, uh, a gaff a minute. Uh, he was in the Rose Garden, uh, and he had to be led off by Jill, Doctor Jill, who's clapping like a seal, and then basically showing him the way off stage. This is a guy that's been doing this for fifty years, and somehow. Can't figure out how to walk off a stage. Starts shaking hands and thin to thin air, uh, because again he's not he's not thinking about it. He's just rote. Everything is rote. Everything is sort of like just going through the motions. You're reading, but you have no clue as to what what you're actually saying, and so on. But here here we go. And so many of you know so much about this as well, and you're committed. And I want to thank all of you here for in including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? No, Jackie passed away last year, last month. To help make this. Jackie, Jackie's gone. Jackie got in a car accident with two staff members and passed away. Now, this is horrible because this is horrible on so many levels. Okay, the, the family of Jackie Warlowski um, were there and they were going to meet the president. All right, granted, she was a Republican, yeah. but he's still the president. And and now they're having this experience and the president 
and the president messes up the fact that yeah. she's not alive. I mean, it, it's, well, it's horrible. And what's worse is that uh, KJP, um, you know, lied about it. I mean, she should have just told the truth. Karine Jean-Pierre. Yeah, yes, what happened in the Hunger event today? The president appeared to look around the room uh, for an audience member, a member of Congress who passed away last month. He seemed to indicate she might be in the room. Well, so, what so the president was, uh, as you all know, you guys were watching uh, today's event, a very important event on uh, food insecurity. The president was naming uh, the congressional champions on this issue and was acknowledging her incredible work. He had uh, he had already uh, planned to welcome the congresswoman's family uh, to the White House on Friday. There will be a, a bill signing in her honor this coming Friday. Uh, so, of course, she was on his mind. She was a top, top of, of mind, mind. Uh, for the president. He uh, looks very much looks forward to discussing her remarkable legacy of public service with them when he sees her family this coming Friday. He said, Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? She must not be here. No, I totally understand. I just, I just explained she was on top of mind. Uh, um, you know, this wasn't what we were able to witness today and what the president was able to lift up uh, in this uh, at this conference at this event uh, was how her uh, her focus on um, wanting to uh, uh, deal with combat food insecurity in America. And this is something that he was lifting up and honoring. And you know, when was the last time we needed a food insecurity summit to begin with? I mean, we never had a food supply issue until Biden showed up. True. We never had a security issue like this until they started chiming up, uh, defund the police. I mean, it's the Democrats that have shorted the food, have uh, w under their watch, we've seen more fertilizer plants and more food packing plants. There was just this, the biggest one in the world, I think, in France. Uh, just went up in flames. Yeah. There's something else going on with these globalists trying to control your food supply and getting you to be more dependent. We can't even get baby food, for crying out loud. And and then the security is through the roof. Uh, the supply chain is crumbled. Uh, we have open borders. We're spreading disease. Uh, we can't afford the finance. $10,000 per person. And it's over 2 million people. Think about how much money that is. That's coming through the uh, that we're having to spend from the middle class, uh, and they talk about middle class out trickle down doesn't work. Well, the only thing going out middle class out is tax dollars, and they're going to non citizens. And now also, uh, House, uh, House of Representatives uh, Bill eighty seven seventy is is uh, basically the Democrats suggesting that illegals should be able to vote. Which is absurd. But and they're doing that in New York. Yeah, it's it, it's insane. But, you know, getting back to Karine Jean-Pierre, I mean, this is ridiculous. Every time I hear this um, press conference replayed, I think to myself, she just made the situation worse. What she should have just come out and said was the president's team didn't brief him properly or something. Make some type of excuse. Yeah, but instead she's basically ignoring that it even happened because what this shows to the American people is what many have already suspected, that the commander-in-chief is not in control of his faculties. If he does not realize that a woman who 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 was killed in a car accident along with two yeah. staff members, is, yeah. if he doesn't realize she's dead, that's a problem. Well, and, the, and then the lies. It, 
they lose absolute credibility. Who voted for these people? And I, I mean, I happen to know people that voted for Joe Biden over Donald Trump, which is, you know, and, and these these are smart people, right? These are people that uh, have are well educated, have decent paying jobs, and and good friends of mine, and they literally did that. I, I just don't understand their logic. I don't understand their brain. In, when it comes to politics, I just don't get it. I don't. And and you take this. This is another lie that they told. And uh, here it is, Joe Biden making a big deal out of the stock market, which is crushed. It's It had a terrible week this week. Yet just uh, on Thursday, it dropped 458 points. It's down to 29,225. That's what it is. It's it's down below thirty. It's it's the lowest it's been in a long time, and here is Joe Biden touting the stock market. The stock market, the last guy's measure of everything, is about twenty percent higher than it was when my predecessor was there. Not true. It has hit record after record after record on my watch. Stocks now down seven point six trillion dollars since President Biden took office. A stock. So, you know, in the course of about two weeks, all the gains that were made in the first year of the Biden administration are now lost yeah. because of his economic uh, disaster. I mean, his devaluation of the dollar, his um, stimulus spending, his student loan forgiveness, which is unconstitutional. It's a theft from one party to the other. I shouldn't be having to pay for somebody else's education and their big mistake. College, they're bailing out college universities. They're bailing out corporations. You know, the thing is, is that Americans now are paying 15% more on mortgage payments compared to last month at, yeah. as rates surge. This is according to Forbes, and this just came out. So um, that's a, a for sale Redfin as a picture. Mm-hmm. But... Um, the housing, I've been following the housing market and I got to tell you, it is, it is going to go in a bad way right now. And like I say, uh, Japan had a super bubble. And when you have these super bubbles, you're talking about the bond market, you're talking about the housing market, and you're talking about an inflated stock market. Then you're talking about the Fed having to uh, increase rate rates. Uh, You have a double whammy. You have corporations that are losing their profit margins at the same time that they have to pay employees 20, 30% uh, more salaries. Uh, what that's going to result in is that's going to result in automation, sort of like what Andrew Yang was talking about. But this automation is going to actually create a real jobless crunch because what you have is you have this stimulation, stimulant money that entered the market and got into the hands, whether it's an EBT card or whether it's whatever it is, when you put money and you print it and you didn't earn it through product, productivity, uh, through GDP, then what happens is that money gets spent and basically puts stress or demand on the market. But the money wasn't earned. It was printed. Mm-hmm. So it's devaluing the money. It's also negatively impacting the supply chain because 
you're you're spending, but you're not producing anything with what you're spending. Right. And that is a huge, huge problem. And that's what the Fed now has to deal with. You know, and these same globalists, it's bad enough that they're they're kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. Like they just keep on misspeaking. And I think it's because they don't even have to try. Nobody's going to ever police them. Nobody's ever going to arrest them. Nobody's ever going to raid their house. Mm-hmm. Nobody is ever going to hold them accountable. They're not going to have to worry about the voter. They don't have to sell their ideas to anybody because somehow this election system is rigged. Why is it that Italy can count their votes in one day? France can know the results of the election in one hour. Yeah, yeah. the election's over. They close the polls. They know it like within 20 minutes. And, I mean, <laughs> and, and we can't figure it out for weeks. In fact, we can't even finish counting the votes until 10 days. You know, according to Nancy Pelosi, she wants to extend 10 days. So it's no longer election day. It's election month. Election quarter. Yeah, I mean you're yeah, voting I mean, there are every day. That are voting forty five days out from an election. I, I just think it's the most insane thing. And of course, the only people that like it are the Democrats. Of and the only people that are benefiting from this are the Democrats. Why is it that the Democrat voter is so stupid that they can't vote on election day? What makes them dumber than the rest? No, they're crooked. That's what it is. They're stone cold crooked, and that's what that's what's. Uh, uh, you know, gets under my crawl. But, you know, um, I just read this meme here, too. By banning effective alternative treatments, it allows for the emergency use authorization of the experimental mRNA injections. Why is President Biden still acting under the Emergency Act what, with when he's already con- declared that the pandemic is over, right? He did that yeah. on 60 Minutes. The pandemic's over. Well, why is it then he's still uh, issuing executive orders under a state of emergency. Why is he allowed to do that? It, this uh, report says hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin worked worked the entire time, and they stole it from us to keep us sick and make billions upon billions of dollars at our own expense. And they're doing the same thing with open borders. And it's not just bad enough that they're crooked and they're moronic and they have bad ideas. But they're literally attacking the middle class, and they're full of corruption. You better believe. You better believe that um, the. Uh, you better believe that uh, the uh, globalists, uh, the the Biden crime family, is benefiting from this Nord Stream two situation. Number one, because the more pressure that's applied on the oil supply, uh, is going to only drive people uh, to to uh, a choice they don't really want to make, which is they're going to have to buy another source of energy. And that energy is going to fuel the Biden crime family because they're heavily invested in COBOL. They're heavily invested in uh, battery manufacturing. And they're doing it through China. And they're doing it out of the Congo in Africa. And they're making deals all over the place. And somehow the FBI won't investigate the FBI wants to cover up the laptop and yet go after the J6 people and turn a blind eye to people like Ray Epps. Um, so this is this is uh, this is absolutely a, a real problem here. Um, and I want to I want to just 
I, I just want to play this related to Nord Stream 2. Because it's a Friday show here, um, I want to make sure this show, this particular message gets carried out over the weekend. So I want to play this clip about Joe Biden, what he said about Nord Stream 2. By the way, today is the day that uh, uh, a session, um, Vladimir Putin is giving a speech and he's going to have a vote uh, where there's going to be four Ukrainian regions that are going to uh, join the Russian um, Russian Russian uh, Republic. You know, basically Russia mm-hmm. is going to be um, taking over these four uh, areas of, of Ukraine. Somehow they're saying that Putin is losing, but Putin's really not losing. And Putin can repair that Nord Stream 2 and Nord Stream 1 within uh, months to a year. So we'll see what happens. But uh, it's the globalists that don't care about the earth. It's the globalists that are using climate change to make a profit, climate certificates and climate credits um, and the ESG scores and the social credit scores and the censorship. We're going to hear about censorship here in a minute, but it's all tied together. They were going to use COVID vaccine shots to advance the social credit score systems. People around the world fought back against this, but they're now piggybacking on climate. But they could care less about climate. They fly in their private jets everywhere they go. The the people, the the biggest, our climate czar, John Kerry, flies everywhere private. He doesn't do anything that's not private, right? And they eat steaks all over the place, right? But you're, you're going to have to eat crickets, and you can't fly private, and you're going to have to have a carbon footprint and a, a limitation. And if you don't do what the European Union says, you're going to do three years of jail time. And if you're in California, you're going to not be able to run your machines during the day when it's hot. So... It's crooked. But here's what, here's what this little snake in the White House ha- has said about Nord Stream 2. Let me answer this first question first. If Germany, if, uh, if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the, uh, the, the border of Ukraine again, then uh, there, will be, uh, we, there will be no longer a Nord Stream 2. We, we will bring an end to it. What, do you, what? How will you? How will you do that? Exactly, since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control. We will. Uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. <laughs> mm. I bet you have the Germans don't want that. They want right. cheaper energy prices. True. True. Here's Victoria Newland saying the same doggone thing. Um, with regard State to Department. Nord Stream Two. Uh, we continue to have uh, very strong and clear conversations uh, with our German allies, and I want to be clear with you today. If Russia invades Ukraine, one way or another, Nord Stream 2 will not move forward. Um, with regard... Who gives her... Yeah, I know she tried to rig the Ukrainian election in 2014. Right. Um, you know, but what gives this monster, Victor, Victoria Toria Newland? Uh, the Gestapo-like uh, tyrannical dictatorship over another sovereign nation. 
She's she's a measly little pipsqueak over at the State Department, which has become like a communist center. It's it's radically socialist. And you know you got all these people that were meddling in Ukraine, like George Kent with his stupid bow tie, and all these other people, Fiona Hill, and uh, um, you know the Vinman brothers, the twins. You know all those people that tried to use a perfectly good phone call. To impeach a president. And they, they succeeded in the House because they rigged the election in 2018. You remember all those late returns? People that were winning in Orange County, all of a sudden, three days later, they found out they lost. Mm-hmm. And every seat that went, that t- traditionally went for a Republican uh, for the first time ever lost to a Democrat. It's absolutely absurd. These Democrats do not support or represent the people that they serve. And proof of that is in the pudding. Proof of that is in the pudding. And here's a good example of this. Watch. So Peter Ducey is going to ask KGP, Jean-Pierre, um, to, uh, does Biden favor any term limit, uh, any limits on abortion? Does Biden favor any limits on abortion? This is the question. Let's see if we get an answer. Because right now, the Democrats seem to be thinking that they have an advantage on this issue ever since the Dobbs. They've sort of motivated and uh, their base on this particular issue. And, but... It's clear that if people understood where they stood on this issue, people would have, if they had a better understanding, if they would just use their brain, they would understand that about 85% of America does not support late term abortions. And this question will never get answered by the left, and the media won't hold them accountable. Here we go. Thanks, Green. Following up on your uh, topper, does President Biden favor any limits on abortion? We've been very, very clear here. Um, clear? Since you're talking about my topper, I was talking specifically about Senator Lindsey Graham. And, who, and your position on his plan is clear. 15 weeks speaking, is unacceptable. I was, I was speaking to, directly to what Republicans are trying to do. So they, are calling, they are calling for a national ban, uh, which takes us backwards. Uh, which will, which will, it's a national ban which will take us backwards and will put, put at risk the health of women. And here's the thing about this, Peter, it's not just national ban on abortion. We're talking about uh, privacy, we're talking about contraception, we're talking about marriage. That is what uh, extreme Republican officials are trying to do. That's what we're speaking to. I'm not going to get into specifics here. I'm just going to lay out what what they have said that they're going to why, do. Why not get into specifics? The Republicans are saying we don't want abortion after 15 weeks. Why can't you say how many weeks a president so, thinks So, as you know, be? as you know, uh, Kevin McCarthy put out the GOP agenda. I'm not asking no, about Kevin McCarthy. I'm, I'm asking I'm about answering, Joe Biden and I his am, position on abortion. How Peter, many weeks? Peter, I'm answering your question. What Republicans are trying to do is take us backwards. They're trying to take away the rights and freedoms of Americans. That's what we're calling out, and that's what we're going to continue to call out. 
So she she only addressed maybe the uh, more extreme mm-hmm. view of the Republican Party. Yeah. Um, but she never answered the question. No, which she doesn't is, do that. And she has to. No, she she doesn't answer those questions. So so that answer should be interpreted then as um, infanticide. Yeah. You should you should just assume that uh, Joe Biden supports infanticide. Yeah. Yeah. And if that's the case, of course we know that that's murder. I mean, that's absolute crazy. So. The American Greatness uh, put out a uh, article. It says how Republicans can crush crazed Democrats on abortion. The GOP's goal in the run up to the midterm should not be a change uh, to change the national consensus on abortion, but to provide a path forward for the American right. So Republicans are doing their darndest to self emulate uh, before the midterm elections. Senator Mitch McConnell attacked fellow Republican Senate candidates in August as being of poor quality and suggest that Republicans were unlikely to win the Senate. It is, well, I, I've been seeing trends that indicate that's not the case. Hmm. I, uh, I, I think that um, the trends I'm seeing are that the Republicans are going to win big. Yeah, I think uh, so too. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's unstoppable. And the reason why I say it is because... Um, President Biden set up a meeting on December 1st with none other than Emmanuel Macron. Mm -hmm. And why do you think he would do that but to get some tips, not only on how to advance globalism when you don't control the party, the the, the House or the Senate. Yeah, well, and and, um, Emmanuel Macron Macron is in a a tough spot because he doesn't control any of the parties in in his uh, chambers. That's right. So that that makes sense that they already know they're going to lose the House and Senate. So how do you govern that way? Yeah, and how do you advance the globalist agenda when you don't have any power? Right. And I imagine that they're going to have a a talk about that. Yeah. And that's why they scheduled that December 1st, because they already know the writing's on the wall. Right. Um, So in Kansas, a proposition to ban abortion was defeated soundly in August and in a red-leaning congressional district in New York, the Democrat was able to pull off a victory in a special election held over the summer. These could be nothing more than outliers. The positive polls showing surging support for Joe Biden and the Democrats due to the overturning of Roe could be nothing more than partisan suppressing pol- suppression polling. It it would not be the first time that crazed liberals have gotten the American electorate very, very wrong. Nevertheless, the Democrats have gone all in on the abortion on abortion as their winning issue for the fall. Republicans need a devastating rhetorical counterattack that will take the wind out of the only sail the Democrats have. Instead, they duck. Inflation and economic issues, though pressing to voters, do not directly involve these claims about justice that uh, seem more pressing to voters. The reason that the left is able to generate such fierce support from their base is because they do not shy away from the divisive issues. The mainstream America right, in contrast, is cons- constantly doubtful of its own moral standing. Candidates are lo- are loath to demonstrate the same level of self-confidence that characterizes 
liberal thought. So there's a lot of opportunity here, and I think that Peter Ducey made an attempt, but he should have he should be asking this question every single day. Yeah. I need the number of weeks that's acceptable to Joe Biden. Well, and that's exactly ne- <clears throat> it. I mean, because this issue, to, to, to the point that the article is making, is that the pro-lifers need to then just stand behind their you know, belief system and, and you know, get yeah. that out there more than the Democrats have a tendency to do a better job of that, unfortunately. Well, you know, thankfully, though, like we just said, you know, they had a big election in Italy and uh, uh, Georgia Maloney, yeah. great victory. Uh, Poland, Hungary, they're, they're conservative. Uh, more and more countries are wanting the same for themselves. Yeah. I think France is. I think the United Kingdom is. Uh, I even think that Germany is probably going to go that route at some point. They're extremely liberal, but still. Well, the race between Macron and um, uh, and, then, and Marine Le Pen was so close, yeah. and then, which shows the power of the conservatives. And then I think that Justin Trudeau is going to go down. Uh, I don't think he can win another election. I think that all of these Klaus Schwab disciples are going to fail. And... Uh, and then, you know, we need someone like Donald Trump back in the Oval Office for sure. Um, but uh, Australia, I think, is going to go the way of conservatism. Uh, they've been prone to doing that in the past. They can do it again. This woman, Jacinda Ardern, Ardern she's the leader of New Zealand. She is just an absolute monster of a person. Um, she says, there will be only one source of truth and free speech is a weapon of war. She calls for your censorship, citizens who think and speak for themselves are a danger to the new normal. Terrifying. So she was be, uh, speaking at the UN, United Nations General Assembly last mm-hmm. week, and this is what she had to say. This week we launched an initiative alongside companies and nonprofits to help improve research and understanding of how a person's online experiences are curated by automated processes. This will also be important in understanding more about mis- and disinformation online, a challenge that we must, as leaders, address. Sadly, I think it's easy to dismiss this problem as one in the margins. I can certainly understand the desire to leave it to someone else. As leaders, we're rightly concerned that even the most light-touch approaches to disinformation could be misinterpreted as being hostile to the values of free speech that we value so highly. But while I cannot tell you today what the answer is to this challenge, I can say with complete certainty that we cannot ignore it. To do so poses an equal threat to the norms we all value. After all, how do you successfully end a war if people are led to believe the reason for its existence is not only legal but noble? How do you tackle climate change if people do not believe it exists? How do you ensure the human rights of others are upheld when they are subjected to hateful and dangerous rhetoric and ideology? The weapons may be different, but the goals of those who perpetuate them is often the same, to cause chaos and reduce the ability of others to defend themselves, to disband communities, to collapse the collective strength of countries who work together But we have an opportunity here to ensure that these particular weapons of war do not become an established part of warfare. In these times, I'm acutely aware of how easy it is to feel disheartened. We are facing many battles on many fronts, but there is cause for optimism. 
because for every new weapon we face, there is a new tool to overcome it. For every attempt to push the world into chaos is a collective conviction to bring us back to order. We have the means. We just need the collective will. So, so she's basically saying, if someone challenges climate change, how are we going to get people to believe this hoax? Right. How are we going to be able to regulate your life if people don't believe there's a challenge to your existence? This is what she said over COVID. This is the same woman. Listen to, listen to this. Right. You can trust us as a source of that information. Uh, you can also trust the Director General of Health and the Ministry of Health. For that information, do feel free to visit at any time to clarify any rumour you may hear, covid19.govt.nz. Otherwise, dismiss anything else. We will continue to be your single source of truth. We will provide information frequently. We will share everything we can, uh, everything you are, else you see, um, a grain of salt. Uh, and so I really ask people to focus. Well, you know, that's awfully nice. But believe everything I say. Believe and everything I say. Don't listen to any other shows. Yeah, don't, don't undermine agenda. Listen my to agenda. the Scott Adams show and believe every single thing I tell you. And don't check it out. Don't, don't question it at all. Don't question it. Just don't. Just be a zombie. Yeah. Just pay attention. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely absurd, right? That these, these people can't even hear themselves anymore. Yeah. And they're so corrupt. It's unbelievable. And so, you know, this is the thing. This this particular clip here should have done any president in. But mm-hmm. let's take a listen. This uh, this is a, a, an old clip we've heard before, but it's Joe Biden uh, with Porinchenko talking about um, talking about uh, Ukraine. November 16, 2016, two weeks after Donald Trump's victory, Joe Biden is on the phone with Poroshenko. His voice tenser now than before. This is getting very, very close. What I don't want to have happen, I don't want Trump to get into position where he thinks he's about to buy onto a policy where the financial system is going to collapse and he's going to be looked to to pour more money into Ukraine. That's how he'll think about it before he gets sophisticated enough to know the details. In other words, Biden does not want Ukraine asking for more money from Trump. Doing so would cause Trump to look into the details. So anything you can do to push the, the, the Pravada Bank uh, um, to closure so that the IMF loan comes forward I would respectfully suggest is critically important to your economic as well as physical security. So it's a threat, right? Yeah. Your economic and physical security. Yeah. If you want to stay alive, do what you're told. Because if Donald Trump, if you go asking Donald Trump for money, Donald Trump's going to then uh, do the due diligence that you do when you actually release funds like that. Right. And he's going to find out all the corruption that's been going on. Absolutely. That's what it was. Yeah. That is absolutely obscene. And then here, you know, we know that the guy is out the lunch with craziness. Let's take a listen to this. How would you say your mental focus is? 
Which focused? <laughs> I say it's, I think it's I, I haven't look. Let's get ready to bumble. I think it's a right for people that bad in health care. True and international average of pressure. <laughs> God, not, oh my lord, I can't believe I said that. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him uh, foot. And Corn Pop was a bad dude, and he ran a bunch of bad boys. Wait, 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 wait. All men and women created by the go. You know the you know the thing. If it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to. Anyway. <laughs> we went for two reasons. One. Come on, man! <laughs> my, my, uh, the guy who runs that outfit over there. Uh, I've had a couple questions. But the nature, not representative. Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was, she was going to be here. Um, uh, um, what am I doing here? Club Tucker. Yeah. I got hairy legs that turn, that, 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 that. Thank you for tolerance for listening to me. I appreciate it very much. What? Yes, speaking of Come On Man, uh, I want everybody to check out my review of Joe Concha's new book, Come On Man, The Truth About Joe Biden's Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Presidency. It's going to be posted on spectator.org. You just got to go. It'll be on the homepage. But if you catch it after, you know, the few days in which it's still up on the homepage, you just go to my name, first name first, Leonora, and you will see my review of Come On Man, which talks about the uh, Biden um, is inadequate presidency and i do make a reference to corn pop <laughs> okay great yeah it was a good book you enjoyed that right? i enjoyed it was it. a really it was, fun read yeah you know what you know it's stood above the typical political fair because it was funny yeah. i mean it's sad but it but it, but it was funny yeah yeah well hey that brings us to the end of the scott adams show be sure to check out our sponsor tacticalcivics.com to find out how you can actually take back your country locally and also check out magapac.org and See how we're advancing America First policies one step at a time. Uh, we support the MAGA movement over at MAGAPAC.org. This show is actually a part of that message delivery. Um, so be sure to check out MAGAPAC.org. And then also, when you go over to MyPillow.com, be sure to use Red State as your promo code. Red State as your promo code. And with that, my name is Scott Adams. My name is Leonora Corvetta. We'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody. It's me. Where I stand, the mound's getting steeper They grab a shovel, dig the hole a little deeper Just to bury my kids right up to there